0: Share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations, both on and off the playing field. And now, here's your host, Julian Blinn.
1: So today we have the honor to interview again a group of female sports performance executives. So first we have Laura matisse the head of sports and research at Evotense Medical, a German small innovation and female health company producing and distributing ovular ring. So welcome back, uh, Laura.
2: Hi, Julian.
1: Great to be here. Great. Thank you, Laura. And then uh, we have Mel Paoli, uh, best player on the pitch and athletic trainer at the Swiss Football Association. So welcome back, Mel. Thank
3: you. Hi, Julian.
1: Great. Uh, Hi, Mel. So, and then we have uh, Kirsten uh, leger professor at the Humboldt University. So welcome back, uh, Kirsten. Hello again. Great. And then uh, we have Saba Shakalio, the Head of League Trainer at uh, FC St. Pauli. So welcome back, uh, Saba.
4: Hi, and thank you for your in- invitation.
1: Great. So uh, what I wanted to talk to you about today is first, we'll talk about some of the reports uh, saying that only 9% of sports science research focuses on female athletes. Uh, and then we'll talk about how we could improve that, you know, to get more research focusing on female athletes. And then we'll touch on some studies suggesting that female athletes need more sleep. I'd love to get your your take on that. And then we'll discuss whether or not uh, women's sports teams have a more diverse staff than men's team. Mm -hmm. And then I'd love to discuss and get your approach towards injury reduction and what the best practices are. So how does it sound? Sounds good. Great. So uh, you know the first question is you know according to uh, multiple reports and I've seen different stats. Uh, about I would say 9% of sports science research are focusing on female athletes. So why do you think that is and are you surprised by the number? Anybody wants to start?
5: I think that's not very surprising. We know that as gender data gap and that's not just um, just happening in, in sports science, but it's the same in medicine as well so over the whole range of natural sciences of medicine and science it is the same uneven distribution uh, regarding research subjects and it's quite clear that um, it is easier to do research on men because it's cheaper because you get less variability or you expect less variability because of all those hormonal fluctuations you have to consider in women it is cheaper to do it in women and that's one point and the second point is that well women can get pregnant and it's with all medical research that this is in this is an insurance issue there's is a risk you're taking um, and it's also something that ethics committees are very concerned about and it's it is far more difficult to get a study through ethics the women uh, compared to doing a study in men
1: Okay. Well, you know, great, great point. So, anybody wants to comment on that? And why do you think you know the, the the statistics, right? I just described. Anybody? Laura or Omer or Sabah?
4: Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with uh, Kirsten. Uh, from one side, women have been always the second sex in sport. Even now, in our vocabulary, we talk about women's sport, women's football, and football, so um, it has been always like this, and from the other side um, uh, we see that nowadays the sponsors and supporters and the fans, they are getting more and more interested and invested in women's uh, sports, especially in women's football. But the sports research doesn't seem to be keeping up with this trend as much as it should be. So in my opinion, it it is because they didn't realize uh, the sex related differences between men and women. And they believed for a long time that they they could apply the scientific outcomes on uh, on women and women in sport without testing specially on them.
1: Um, anybody else, Laura or, or Mel?
3: Yeah, I think it's, oh sorry, Laura, uh, oh, I think it's gone, just, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I, I agree with uh, with my boss uh, colleague there, because uh, for me it's also really like, like it's a new like not a new thematic but like more also it's it's much more expensive to make uh, research with women i take much more time and uh, probably that was the excuse <laughs> because i i want to take this as an excuse not like an argument um, and i think now also with the gender thematic is coming more and more we will hear much more about women health in the next couple of years i think and this nine percent is for me already better because for four years we were still like about six and so i've
1: heard six percent by the way i've saw six percent i just picked the highest one
3: okay okay no but but what it's sure it's coming more and more thematic and uh, it will i think it's like um a machine was rolling and it not stop, so I think it will come more and more now. And uh, I, I, I'm happy that it's beginning to be a thematic, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, no, for sure. Uh, thank you, uh, Mel. Laura. You have any your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, well, I think, um, the facts I said already, but like one thing that I was thinking about sometimes is that also people are just used to it that it is done like that and it's very sad i think but it's so necessary to have a disruption in that field like in in research not only in sports as in medicine as well like a few weeks ago somebody said to me who is more in men's sports and i talked to him about some things and he said oh women are so complicated and i said to him well if you you know, if sport science would have been developed on the basis of women, then you would now say, oh, men are complicated just because mm-hmm. you are used mm-hmm. to something else. So I think it's also a perspective thing.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. So the, the next question was, and I have came across some research, right, about um, the fact that, um, you know, uh, the assumption is that maybe some female athletes need more sleep and um, i think there's been some scientific studies that have showed that women need about 20 minutes extra per day i have no idea really how they came up with this statistics but i'd love to get your take on that anybody i think <clears throat> there are lots of
5: differences between men and women but it's the it's the thing what is sometimes variability between human beings is far bigger than the variability between men and women. It's the same with other factors, like, for example, there has been a lot of discussion on if visual spatial abilities are different between men and women. And yes, overall, over a whole population or a large subject group, there are differences, or there are you, you can find significant differences. And it's the same with sleep. But sleep, um, how much sleep you need, varies a lot between people so some people just need a f- three to four hours whereas other need 12 hours and then I think it is well those 20 minutes they don't matter a lot actually because the variability between human beings is so far bigger than the variability or the difference between men and women and that accounts for um, yeah for actually some variables where yes we do find differences between men and women but differences between different human beings are even far, far bigger.
1: Yeah, but some people, like, you know, they don't, whether it's a man or, or a woman, they don't need a lot of sleep. And some other people, hey, they need a lot of sleep, right? So I think it, it's kind of uh, not super objective. I don't think there's much, you know, basis on those findings, I think. Um, anybody else? Uh, yeah.
4: I think while there is a great deal of interest uh, in exercise science in studying sleep quality and its relationship to recovery, there is a really big uh, data gap on sleep changes related to also to menstrual cycle. There are only really few studies that has looked at gender specific sleep differences uh, in athletes. And there are, there's I think one or two studies that they actually they could prove that the quality of sleep, the quality of the uh, light sleep and also deep sleep changes during the menstrual cycle. So um, uh, it is also important to address that the, that the, fluct, the fluctuation of the sex hormone can uh, um, affect the sleep quality of athletes. And the sleep quality is more important that. The uh, duration of
1: sleep, in my opinion. Okay, no, no great, great comments. Uh, Laura O'Mel, what, what are you guys thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I think I think we have to be careful also with the study. We will we will come more and more now because we it's really important that we make some studies, but we have also to be careful with the interpretation of these studies. And I'm totally agree with Saba, it's really the quality which the most important every people is individual or you are a man or a woman. And I think that's exactly what we say. Generally, we need more sleep because we are stressing in the whole day. Mm-hmm. So actually the question is also in which condition would we be, make this this study, which distinction they made also in the phases for the sake cycle, what say Saba. Um, we know that there will be a difference because of also the menstrual cycle that will be have an effect, but let's as she said, it's quality and not the quantity who is the most important. And I think that's we, it's really important that we make research, but we also have to be careful with this interpretation of the study we are coming now because the methodic how they are done are really, really different, and it's really difficult to to uh, to make just a state point because of these 20 minutes. For me, it's saying nothing. I, I I can't. I don't know actually what I can do with this. I can just say okay, you have to sleep to sleep 20 minutes more. But it's make really no sense for me in this mm-hmm. sense. That we have to go much more deeper. We will need much more research. Yeah, in my opinion.
1: Great point, uh, Laura. What are your thoughts on that? No, no thoughts. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let Let me move on to the next topic. So. Uh, I was reading an article uh, earlier in the week about uh, Man City, Manchester City uh, women's team, right? One of the you know best teams in the world. So uh, it was striking to me that they have a very diverse staff, right? So in Man City women's team, for example, they have a sports scientist, uh, used to be a professional ballet dancer, and then a Great Britain cyclist turned into a nutritionist, and a physio who uh, won the walk up in England rugby. Uh, now I've seen other teams like LAFC, right? The, the men's team for LAFC that I that I know. Uh, one of their, the head of rehab uh, used to work uh, for circle du Soleil, right? So I've seen peop, other teams, whether it's a man or or, or female team, sometimes with diverse background. But I guess my question is, is that a fair statement to say that women's team tend to have a more diverse staff than men's team? Or it's totally, uh, you know, no, it doesn't make sense. Well, what are your, your thoughts on that? Anybody? Yeah. Um,
3: I think... If I can start, I think it's really depending in this moment of the sports and depending also of the country. Okay. Um, in England, for me, in my opinion, but that's my own, my own opinion, they understand mm-hmm. the point. <laughs> for me, the diversity is the challenge and it's the, it's, the, it's the key to the success because you can have a lot of different um, angle of view. You can really brainstorm. Uh, in, in for the athlete you put the athlete in the center and you really try to find the solution for the athlete and what I can't just speak for Switzerland now here but in soccer in Switzerland probably by the woman there is a little more also in diversity there is more stuff with men and women by the woman mm-hmm. but I think there's still not so much there's still like okay you have to come from the soccer to understand the soccer Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm also a little an exception because I'm not coming for the soccer. I'm coming for the volleyball part. Mm-hmm. So what is on explosivity? Actually, I can take really these experiences to put in in my job with the soccer. But it was also because of the of the board who were thinking like really so open. Like Manu is also making it. So I think it's really person depending from one person how she is thinking what will be this influence of of this diversity but uh in switzerland is still not so much uh diversity in women game for example in in um in ice hockey order in uh, in um uh, how you say in uh, professional sport in switzerland it's just 10 percent of this diversity not not even so i think it's really depending on the country are a,
1: a woman executive coaches of
3: the country of the sports of the board I think the board is is uh, really the
1: the decision maker the main
3: point yeah the change yeah. maker I think
1: no no great great points uh anybody else wants to comment on the diversity within teams yeah
2: yeah I mean I think it's it's a general question not only in in, in sports teams right so um like research has shown that the more diverse teams are, the better the the results are because they have more perspectives, as Mel already said. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, historically, like for a long time, there were men -men in many fields. So this is like changing and breaking. And also like, it seems like women tend to have, like teams that are led by women, like independent of the sports, Seem to be more diverse, like statistically speaking. Of course, there are different examples, but it seems to be like that. So, mm-hmm. but I think that this this knowledge of diversity is a key, as Mel said. Um, it's it's coming. It's it's getting there.
1: Okay, uh, great points. Um, anybody else wants to comment on that?
4: Um, yeah, similar to Melanie, I am also working with female football players but I I never play football uh, and I, I used to play water polo and uh, in my opinion diversity could be really uh, it, it's really positive uh, we cannot afford to be picky in women's sports because we do not have that much knowledge about training women and uh, so if we come from different uh, sports fields we, uh, yeah, we could exchange more our um, our experience uh, with each other and we can help each other to find the blind spots in our recovery and in our training program. So I think it's definitely uh, more having more diversity uh, helps women's sports, especially more than men.
1: Yeah, uh, great point. I think diversity helps in general, right? Not just in the teams, right? I think that's what you were saying earlier. Um, so it he, he always helps. Um, uh, anybody else wants to come in on the topic or? Okay. So you know what? the next I just, point. I just, want, I just yeah.
3: have one point. You say it at the beginning. They are one of the best team in soccer in the world. So mm-hmm. it's speaking for them,
1: no? <laughs> I right. Think. I think you're right. But I mean, yeah. I think they must be doing something right.
3: Mm.
1: Right. Yeah. And it, it, I think I don't think it's just the fact that they have a very diverse staff. It could be the, the the culture, the team culture, right? It could be a diversity of things, right? Uh, things are just clicking. And and so uh, it's one ingredient. I think diversity is one ingredient. Why one of the best teams, right? But it's I'm sure it's more complex. Um, yeah. So we talked earlier about the fact that about 9% of the studies are focusing on female athletes, right? So my question to you guys is um, the fact that there's a lack of research towards women, teams, and athletes. So what needs to be done to address that, right? Uh, is it a matter of getting more funding, more researchers? Uh, what do we need to do to make progress anybody wants to start so i think that one like
2: also something that is not only from from, from the sports um, field is that what we know is that for example female investors in more invest in women so also female leaders like who make more decision like who if we have more female leaders in decision making we will mm-hmm. have more funding and more decisions for women-specific topics, like if it's research or um, protection or whatever. So I think like one essential point is also like, a diversity point in that sense, like that we need more women in decision positions.
1: Yeah, very good point. And, and I, by the way, I've come across, I'm talking to you, uh, it's a fund led by two women, uh, they're raising 100 million dollars, 100 million to invest in sports teams. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, women's team So I think you'll see more of those types of, you know, funds. For example, right, investing in women's team and women's start. I mean, women-led startups as well. I think it's it's an upcoming trend that I'm seeing. Uh, anybody wants to comment on, you know, what needs to be done to uh, to have more research towards, uh, you know, women's teams and athletes?
3: You can be what. She- important that this visibility and uh, uh, became more and more and then it will help also to get this investor and this even investment and and uh, like I said at the beginning the woman health not just in sports but the woman health thematic it's so important and will be the future also now because it's already rolling and it's rolling really quick I think and uh, I think the private uh, economy I don't know if you say like this in English, but mm-hmm. already saw the potential. What is it to invest in the women's health? And I think it will get more and more. And I think the sports will help through the visibility um, to help to get this investor, this sponsor, this, uh, this, mm-hmm. these people who say, okay, yeah, 50% of the of the people of the planet are women. So... There is a, a big gap, we have to fill to fill it, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a good point. Um Laura or, or Kirsten, what do you guys?
5: Yeah, I think it's also it is at the end also a political decision and something that the funding bodies have already reacted to. As if you apply for funding now, you most of the time have to comment on if you have included gender aspects in your research proposal so if you do nowadays if you apply for funding and you just exclusively focus on men you really have to have good arguments to to do that study because usually you have you have to include both sexes or you have to have a very good excuse why you don't do that mm-hmm. so I think that to get funding now you actually have to consider both sexes now because because funding bodies and politics have both accepted that we need both perspectives and that also men and women do not necessarily adapt in the same way so we need data from both sexes
1: that's a great point um sabah or uh, laura do you guys have any i think laura you already talked sorry sabah what what is your take on What needs to be done to uh, really get to where we needs to be?
4: Uh, Sorry, I was, uh, I lost my connection for a short time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the question is what what do we need to do to uh, get more research uh, focused on female teams and athletes? What do we have to do?
4: I think the problem is multidimensional. We have funding problems. We have uh, women's, um, board is not getting that much attention, it's getting better uh, day by day, but uh, I think one problem we have to address is also the the, uh, number of uh, female professors, female uh, scientific staff who are working uh, um, at universities. Uh, to having a view, female perspective when we are searching, when we are researching about women is really important. Then most of, I I studied at sport university, German sport university in Cologne, and I had really few uh, uh, female professors and we never discussed a gender specific uh, characteristic in sports and uh, if we started those kind of discussions, uh, I had, I had the feelings that, um, yeah, that um, it is. We, we need we need more um, female uh, scientific staff to working on those topics, and women's women's sports. There are breaking records uh, year after year. I mean, in women's in, in women's uh, football, uh, we saw last year three three uh, records that have been broken, like in UK, UK's women's sport was one of the fastest growing sports in United Kingdom and also in Germany. In Germany, the most watched football uh, match uh, on the television was the uh, champion, uh, European championship right. final against England.
1: One of my question was, okay, today we are at 9%, right? Of the research focusing on female athletes. Let's say the next five years, do you think we're gonna to get to maybe 20%, 30%? What's a realistic number, you think? Anybody?
2: What do you, you say? Five yeah. years?
1: Yeah, five <laughs> years. Yeah. Assuming that there's enough funding, assuming that you know there's there's more um, you know uh, thing that needs to happen, right? So do you think it's a reasonable number, 20, 30 percent within five years, or maybe 10 years?
2: You mean studies? Um, like you mean like if you have 50 studies like overall participants yeah yeah I think that's reasonable um, because I think it's well I mean trend kind of um, to to get more studies done about women um, mm-hmm. so it could be that even though maybe some studies that include both genders do not include so many women, I think that, There will be also studies, including only women, because they are, for example, about Mm -hmm. the menstrual cycle, about menopause, about pregnancy, about these things. So I think that five years, assuming, yeah, that's bad, 25, I think that's reasonable. Okay.
1: Anybody else wants to comment on that? So in the next five years, are we going to get to 20, 30% of research focusing on female athletes and teams? Anybody else have any thoughts?
3: I hope it will be, but if we are, if, that's what you say, if we have the found, yeah. so that's the if, for me, is like, if we have the found, yes, but if not, and realistically, I, I, I would say in five years, we will be like 11, probably, and in 10 years, okay. I hope we will be more, but That's let's a fair. See. <laughs> yeah, let's,
1: let's see. see. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten, do you have any thoughts on that, or?
5: I think we can agree on that. That uh, the number of uh, studies in women and on women will rise, but I, yeah, I don't know how how quickly. Usually, it takes longer than you expect. Yeah, I think yeah. we 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 are we are slowly getting there, but it is a very slow process. For
1: sure, um, Sabah, uh, do you think we'll get to maybe twenty five, thirty percent of all research? Focusing on female athletes in the next five years, is that reasonable?
4: I hope so. <laughs> but I think in the next five years, probably in the next 10 years, uh, um, we have the public attention right now. And I think with the right finding, uh, funding, uh, we can get there in 10 years, realistically, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah, I mean, predictions, right? Forecasts are always difficult, right? uh hey the last question is um everybody talks about injury reduction i don't call it injury prevention so uh what do you think are your approach towards injury reduction and what do you think are the best practices there anybody wants to uh, share their thoughts on that
3: i can i can start because it's really my domain when i'm working now with the swiss fa um for me it's really important uh, to this part to the information the information of the woman's specificities uh, like this first talking about it, breaking the taboo uh, mm-hmm. that you can't speak about the woman's specificities and I'm just not speaking about also um, physiology but also bio- biologically let's say like that <laughs> um, for example also because of injuries uh, because we know because of uh, the Q angle, and so on, and so on. So, it's really, really important to speak about it, to speak about it not just by the elite, but speaking about it by the youth, uh, making them stronger. Um, also, education education by the coaches, education by not just by the players, but by the staff, uh, and also monitoring, tracking. The more information you get, the more you can have like empirical experiences and then you can begin to take some strategy to optimize uh, first the the injury reduction, but also the the performance. Uh, You can individualize that you can make it also from the the science evidence based already give you some little stuff. Uh, You can, and the most important make a lot of, work on the load management because i think in the women's sport the ground of the lot of injury it's because uh, a wrong or a fo- false uh, load management because the coach don't know these women's specificities and uh and, and develop strategy to uh, to to go to go through that and i see things for me the menstrual sh- cycle is like this uh, swiss Wheel, you know, of the watch. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's the little one down, and uh, every every wheel have to work together. And uh, this woman-specificity specificity knowledge. If you put a little stone on it, the full the full mechanismus will not work. So you have to know that, and it's a the menstruation cycle is a big tool, a great tool to help you to understand the woman's specificities. And education is for me the the big point, the big part of the game. And uh, I, I already observed, observed that in Switzerland. Uh, we speak about it, and there is a lot of uh, attention with coming on that. And the, the people want to, let's say like this, that there is a lot of trainer who want to know a little more about this. Because we, we make awards on the problem they have the injuries and uh, uh, then then they understand ah that's why there is a lot of injuries oh so we have to think to to begin to think in another way
1: great 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 points uh thank you mel anybody else wants to comment on that yeah Uh,
4: i cannot agree with melanie more uh, about the load management in women's sport uh both exercise based injury prevention program and also perform and optimized strategies have been men-centric and do not address you it do not address the biomechanical, but also the hormonal sex differences and um, reportedly the lower effect effectiveness of injury prevention in uh, women's sports in in female football player uh, uh, is compared to male football player maybe because of the different injury characteristics in men and women and um, exercise-induced physiological stress can cause um, injuries, can cause also menstrual dysfunction. This can manifest, uh, for example, as an anovulation. And uh, tracking the menstrual cycle of athletes, especially the ovulation, uh, may be another internal load measure to have an overview of the health and of the health condition of uh, female athletes.
1: Yeah, great point, um, Kirsten or uh, Laura. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, um, I, I would uh, um, also talk about the point that Saba made in the end. So, like. Speaking more from the tech side or the industry side, um, like what we what we did uh, at the VivoSense Medical with the ovula ring is that we enable trainers and athletes to do exactly what what uh, Saba was talking about to track if there is an ovulation or not, to um, get an assessment of the menstrual cycle health, to see is there a risk. For for a female athlete, uh, athlete triad or red S, based on on ovulation data, so this um, to use this the menstrual cycle as a diagnostic um, to see whether there is a, there might be uh, symptoms for an energy deficit, and also like another point that also Kirsten probably can can talk about more much in detail is uh, the 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 um, higher risk of injuries uh, due to higher risk uh, taking behavior during special days um, uh, in the menstrual cycle. But I, I think Kirsten can talk about that much better than I can.
1: Okay, no, great. So, uh, Kirsten, what are your thoughts?
5: Yeah, I'll take over, yeah. Um, I think yeah, injury reduction or prevention is a really tricky bit. And, and here it's really difficult to transfer results from studies from men and to women because it's not only it's not only the hormones that may affect adaptation it's also the different anatomy it's also the different way how you play a specific sport you can in football or in volleyball you can you can play those sports in a different way so it's not only the the training hours but it's also how you actually play the sports and and as um laura said it's also behavior so maybe it's not the the physical difference but it's also differences in behavior that um, puts women in some occasions at risk and i think one of the huge problems is that we when we look at women or study women we tend to use a deficit orientated approach and compare them to men and then the men um, mean are standard and whatever is different in women is is kind of deemed to be worse or less good as what we find in men and we should get away from that we should uh look at women just as women and see how um yeah how they're affected by injuries or what could be the cause of injury and not just solely compare them to men and look at the difference between men and women And I think that's, um, for example, to take one example, we we do know that um, tissues like connective tissue can differ in the stability or in the stiffness between men and women. But that's not to say that it's actually bad that uh, women have more compliant uh, ligaments or tissues that we don't really know that just because they're different to men doesn't make them kind of... um, less good let's say that so we also have to be more open-minded in our research approaches to really find the causes for those injury because there could be really huge uh yeah and very complex um because it could be behavior it could be postural stability it could be connective tissue changes it could be a different way of playing it could be all sorts of things or a combination of all sorts of things so and um, that makes it really
1: tricky to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, no, great, great point. Uh, you know, Kirsten, I mean, it's definitely complex, right? You can't just take what you're doing for men and apply that to your uh, female athletes, right? It's just not a good approach. So, hey, look, we, we are at the end of the podcast interview, but I want to thank you for, for your time today. So uh, great insight. Thank you very much.
3: Thank
4: you. You're
1: welcome. Thank you, you Julian.
0: Keep looking to the upside.